Pastors of God Squad Church, Bees the Chaplain here. I just want to say it's so awesome to be back. Um, and I have the privilege and honor of giving the final message for 2023. So thank you so much for the team for inviting me to deliver this message. And we're going to kick it off. Now, the topic of today's message is titled True Value. Now, um, this is going to be a quick, well, we'll see how we go. But I'm hoping this is going to be a quick message where we explore two key ideas. The first idea is how God sees us. And then the second idea is how we see ourselves knowing how God sees us. So that when we enter 2024 and we leave 2023 in the past, we can celebrate knowing our true value, the way that God sees us. And in return, we can walk into 2024 knowing how valued we are. But let's explore that now. Um, I'm going to start in a word of prayer because once again, I'm super nervous. Every single time I'm super nervous, but I'm getting the hang of it. Um, I've got the energy here. Um, I'm so excited, but let's have a word of prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for the opportunity that we can come together, not only break open your word, but have a deeper understanding and deeper idea of not only who you are, but how you see us. And I pray that this is a, um, a message of transformation, a message of healing, a message of restoration and hope. Lord, I just pray that you be with me now uh, through the fumbling and the stuttering and the, the, you know, the, the nervousness. Lord, I pray that you capture each and every one of my words. May the Holy Spirit capture those words, transform them and nestle them into the hearts of the willing listeners who want to hear your voice today. And Lord, finally, I just pray that you take this message as an offering so your will be done with it. I ask this all in your loving name. Amen. Now, before I kick it off, just a couple of things. Let me just see. Let me see you support a brother by, you know, putting some amens in the group chat um, or in the chat. Sorry. Uh, I just also want to celebrate that most recently. Uh, I celebrated two years of being a member of the Twitch channel of God Squad Church's community. Um, and I'm just so grateful to be part of this community. It's been a massive blessing to me. It's been a massive blessing uh, to my wife as well. Kazdog, a.k.a. Uh, wifey, a.k.a. Babe, for those of you who know her. Um, so I just want to say thank you so much and celebrating two years now. Now, this is a pre-recorded message, but hopefully... I will be awake for the sermon. <laughs> I'll be awake for the service, sorry. Um, so if I'm there, I'm probably going to celebrate by putting my, you know, you know how they, um, the, they say, oh, you've subscribed for whatever, 24 months or whatever. I'll probably be doing that. So hopefully I do. If not, I'll probably put an amen in there. So let's kick this off. Um, I'm going to tell you of a couple of games that I've been playing since the last time we caught up. One of the key games that I've played um, well, you know me. Well, hopefully you know me. If you don't know me, you'll know that the games that I like to play are like fantasy adventure games. Um, I'm a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. I remember, I think it was a couple uh, last year during Waymaker Week, um, we uh, Solux invited me to take part of the um, on a Dungeons & Dragons um, game that she was running uh, during the Twitch stream. And that was awesome. I had a mad time uh, because I'm a massive D&D fan. And so, obviously, it's the game that I've been playing this year, I think predominantly, is Baldur's Gate 3. Um, and I like those kind of games because, you know, you get to level up your character, you get great stories, you get to work in teams, and um, 
you know, there's also the, the grind where you develop and you, you can gain more items and you can get really good items and you can start flexing your, on your friends um, of the different type of items, the different type of art, um, armor and stuff that you have. Um, not only does it buff you up, but it also it's pretty awesome uh, to kind of flex to other people as well. Um, so a couple of the games that I've been playing around that is definitely um, Baldur's Gate 3. Um, World of Warcraft, um, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't, I don't play much anymore because I've, I still haven't developed this far, but I'm going to, confession time, I just watch Susie play. <laughs> I watch him play because he's like, he's committed and he does really good stuff. And so um, when I watch like how far World of Warcraft has traveled over the years, I keep in contact with him to see how far he's gone on the game. And um, yeah, it's so cool. I really enjoy those types of games. I'm also looking forward to a game that's going to be released. My wife gave it to me as a birthday present. Oh, sorry, as a Christmas present um, this year. And it's Skull and Bones. Um, I've heard mixed ratings about it, but I've, I'm keen on it. And so she got me the advance for it. And I'm so excited for it. So I'm really looking forward to Skull and Bones. Mainly because you're a pirate. And you can go and travel. You build your own ship. You get your own crew. And you find loot. And you find treasure and you can, you know, it's open world. Really exciting game, but they're the kind of games that I like. I like the games where you develop. I, I like the games where you hunt treasure and you go on, um, on quests to find items. Um, and that's the, I guess that's the topic of today's um, message. There are sometimes in these fi fantasy role-playing games or any type of role-playing game where you're, you're going to find an item. Or you go and search for a particular um, gem, treasure, weapon, ar armor, anything. But your quest is to search for an item. And, and, you know, there's different reasons why you'd look for the item. One is probably you need materials or you need a specific collection of items to build something um, for the quest. Or you need uh, to, you know, to build a specific type of weapon or something to, you know, to defeat a boss or a big bad. So you go and collect, uh, you know, gems and you need a shard of this or you need the handle of that. But you're searching and you're, you know, you're going through dangerous perils to try and find these items. There's also different, um, you know, reasons why you would, you would look for items as well. It's simply because, uh, just say, it was announced that there's only a limited, a limited amount um, that are being released in one particular uh, season. Um, I know World of Warcraft do that a lot during like Valentine's Day, Christmas and stuff that they'll put mounts out and uh, you know, you, if they, there's only certain times that they'll drop uh, specific loot and so it's rare and so you'll either be online for a certain time during that time or you'll go um, and you know, grind for it or go through a raid for it. Um, that's another reason. Another reason is basically it's a mystic weapon that not many people have heard about or not many people have attained. So you want to be that person. You want to be the person to get that weapon or get that piece of armor or get that gem just to flex on everyone again and just say, this is, you know, this is me and I did this and I accomplished this as well. Now, what I've learned is that most of the time when you're looking at items and you're looking, you know, at the rarity and the value for items, different games have different charts you know, to put the value next to each item. So just say, for example, World of Warcraft has it, Baldur's Gate 3 has it, where if you have a sword or, a, you know, a knife or a dagger or something like that, they'll have the sell value next to it. And so it gives you an understanding of one, how expensive the item is, how valuable the item is, how rare the item is, and they color-coded it in different ways. And so it kind of falls 
into different categories. And so I'm just going to put the general understanding of different categories from different games that I came together. So there's a common item, then there's the uncommon item, then there's a rare item, and then there's a very rare slash epic item, and then there's a legendary item slash an artifact. And like legendary slash artifact, they're the items that are super rare, super valuable, super expensive. You know, they're the ones that have the highest value to it. Now, the question if, um, if I was to pose you, if there was a quest and the item that a person or a character had to search for was you, what character or sorry, what category would you place yourself in? What category would you place that item that you are in? Would you place it in common, uncommon, rare, very rare, epic, legendary, artifact? Which, where would you see yourself? What item would you, what category would you place you? And I'm just going to ask you because the simple question is, how valuable do you see yourself? How valuable do you see yourself? The passage that we want to explore today is found in Matthew chapter 13, verse 45 to 46. And this is what it reads, and I'm reading from the ESV, and this is what it says. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had, and he bought it. So I'd like to share with you my personal journey through this story based on how I saw myself. Okay, like in the category of um, uncommon, oh sorry, common to legendary, where I would place myself. Now I'm going to be honest with you, <laughs> confession time. Um, growing up, uh, before I met Jesus, and to be honest with you, even while I knew Jesus, I would put myself in the common item. You know, um, common, borderline, uncommon. You know, I used to believe that, you know, God made me, he made me special, you know, and he made me with, you know, special talents and unique things that I saw, but there are 8 billion people in the world, or close to, and not only that, for me, the things and the talents that I possessed, I was thinking, well, it's not that, it's not that different, it's not that great, so I would be common, but then I'd go into the uncommon um, category. And that's how I saw myself. And not only that, I grew up riddled with insecurity. I grew up not really valuing myself. I grew up really taking the opinions and ideas of others and putting them on myself. And it was, it was really hard because not only did I take to heart what people were saying about me, um, whether it's whether it was good or bad, it was like everyone's opinion mattered, and so if there was something bad that someone said about me, that would really hurt. And it was even worse when that person was important to me, whether it was my parent, my friend, my sibling, uh, you know, my wife. I would really carry that, and so if it wasn't good, if it was something like you're lazy, or you know you're not as smart as such and such, I'd really wear that. And so that's in that, in that category, I definitely fall into common um, or uncommon. But even still, that's as far as it would go. And when I read this story, um, the first time I read this story, I was like, okay, um, the treasure 
is about, you know, finding Jesus. The church is about finding God and giving away all that you have so you can be with him. You know, we are the merchant. We're looking for something precious. And then we find precious when we find the gospel, when we find Jesus. We're willing to sacrifice everything. We're willing to give everything away so we can follow God. There's a song that comes to mind and it's like, you know, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turn, turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me, no turning back, no turning back. And though that was an, that, that's an, honor, an honorable sentiment, I believe that to be true. And there's nothing wrong with believing that to be true. However, within the context of this story, it's biblically inaccurate. The context, because I, uh, I started reading up a bit more, I read a, diff a number of different con commentaries and I thought, well, the kingdom of heaven, I'm like, well, it's, it's me giving away everything that I have and giving it to God because he's my prized possession and that's what I need to do to inherit the kingdom. That's honorable and that's noble, but that's inaccurate. Um, that's not within the, con in the context of this story and this parable, yeah, in this parable, that's not what Jesus is talking about. It's actually flipped. And I hope, and this, this was the first stage in my pivot in understanding my value. So it was, so though the idea was not noble and I could be, it could be relatable because I was like, yeah, a lot of us is, have sacrificed um, all we have to go to Jesus. Um, this story in particular is not, it's not within the context of this story. We are in fact the treasure. God is the merchant looking for fine pearls. Jesus is the sacrifice that was made for God to purchase us. His most valuable treasure. So I'm going to say that again. God is the merchant looking for fine pearls. And then he finds one of great value. And then, so what does he do? He goes and sacrifices. And when he says he sells everything that he has, he makes the ultimate sacrifice. He sends Jesus Christ to die for us, to die for our sins and give us salvation so he can have us back, so he can claim his treasure. And I thought to myself, wow, how amazing is God? How awesome is God? How amazing is his love for me? You know, that someone like me, you know, the, the uncommon common category, that God would love me so much that he would come and seek me out. And the song that comes to mind when I think of that is Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound. You know, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, that saved a wretch like me. It's like God made the ultimate sacrifice to save a wretched sinner like me. And I thought, wow, that's so awesome that God's love, because of God, like God would love me so much that he would do that for me. And it was crazy because I was like, I'm trash. Like, let's be honest. I'm trash. I'm a wretched sinner. I'm nothing but the past mistakes that I've made. You know, I'm broken. I'm worthless. I'm riddled with insecurities. I'm saturated in unworthiness. You know, I have no value. But wow, God would still come for me. God would still send his son, Jesus Christ, for me. A wretched sinner like me. How trash I am. But wow, how awesome God was or God is. 
Now you might be thinking, bees, that that's the point. That's the point of the story that, okay, if it's not about you being the merchant, it's about God being the merchant. And he sent Jesus Christ to save you. I believe that. And I can celebrate that. I lived a big part of my life believing that about myself too. That it's how great God is, but how wretched I am. Because I continue to see myself as the past mistakes that I made. I continue to see myself as, you know, the person that let everyone down. I continue to see myself as not living up to my full potential. I continue to see myself as, you know, not, not being the things that God wanted me to be. But in spite of all of that, God still loved me. And I believed and I celebrated that for a long period of my life. Sure, I celebrated salvation found in Jesus Christ. But the problem was I felt so unworthy because of the mistakes that I made and, that, and because of the mistakes I was still making. So once again, I still put myself in the common, uncommon category. But it just seemed that God loved me in spite of the fact that I was still uncommon slash common. But once again, that's not biblically, with the context of this story, that's not biblically accurate. We're not talking about that today. We're not talking about, because I'll give you this, this, this example, like simply, um, simply put, this is what, the way that I saw myself. This is the way that I saw it, that God was my heavenly father. And this, yes, true, God is my heavenly father. But I used to think that, you know, if you want to picture, picture a dad, right? And picture this dad that his little child comes and makes an artwork. And the kid's in just say first grade, second grade. He has a, no idea what, he's not a child prodigy. He, it's like the, the generic artwork that you would, a father would receive on their birthday. It was just, it's, it's a hot mess, right? But the thing is, because the father loves his child, he will take it and he will put it up on the fridge. And he will say, this is my prized possession. This is a fantastic piece of artwork. And I, you can't put a price tag on this artwork. I love this so much. Why? Not because of the artwork, but because of the person who did it. And there's this thing of, because I love my son, I love everything that he does. So I'm going to put it up on the fridge. Though that's God, and though our Heavenly Father sees and is proud of us and enjoys what we do when we praise and worship and live our lives for Him. This is still not the context of this passage. It's not about a father who takes um, the, the trash, or not, not the trash, let's be honest, the, 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 the artwork of his child. And he thinks that this is a million dollars because he loves his child and puts it on the fridge. That's not the story in this. It's not the context of this story. Once again, it's not biblically accurate when it comes to context of Matthew chapter 13, verse 45 to 46, when Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven. Yes, God is our heavenly father and he does love us, but let's look at the specifics of the story. The first thing, first things first, the merchant is looking for fine pearls. God is an item identifier. Okay, so let's go back to like World of Warcraft or um, what's it called? Baldur's Gate 3. If you find an item, right? Just say I'm a barbarian. You know, uh, my intelligence is low. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not that bright. So I don't have an identifying item or a scroll of identifier or something that. So I pick up this item. I'm like, I have no idea what this is or the value of this item. 
I'll take it to someone in town so they can identify it because they have the wisdom to do, do so. That's God, when he came looking for us, it was like the person in the town coming with us on the quest. It's that person, the actual person in town, not, getting, not asking anyone else to go look for the item. It's him himself going and saying, I know what quality looks like. I am searching for quality, so I will go and look for it myself. The merchant is God, and when he finds one, one of great value, this is there's a word that is missing from here, but it's very important. And the word that's missing, and it's specifically missing, is sentimental value. This story is not about sentimental value. The merchant was not looking for a diamond and then just settled for a crystal. No, no, no. The merchant knew exactly what he was looking for. He was intentional in what he was looking for. And he was on a quest to find a legendary item of great objective value. To put it simply, this is what the merchant was looking for and this is what he found. He didn't go and find a, an an item and thought, this is really sentimental to me. I lost it and now I've got it back. This is not the context of this story. It's saying, I am a merchant and I know what quality is and I'm going to go and search for this quality. And when I find one of quality, I will sell everything that I have to purchase th this one because of its great intrinsic objective value. And I want you to remember this. And this is what I want you to carry into 2024. You're not trash, seen as treasure through the eyes of God because he loves you. You are legendary treasure, seen as legendary treasure through the eyes of God because he made you. There's a massive difference. There is a massive difference to understanding the two. Sure, God is our Heavenly Father and He loves us. And He is the Father that will take our, uh, um, our artwork and place it on the fridge of heaven. He will do that. But in this story, God is saying, I see you with a, a, an item, a legendary item of objective, intrinsic value, not sentimental value. You are truly a person of worth. You are truly a person that is highly valued in my eyes, and that's how I see you. The hardest thing for me was to believe that God saw me as a legendary item. The hardest thing for me was to admit and to understand that God would see me, <laughs> wretched beast, as a legendary item. If I was to ask you, how do you see yourself? Are you conflicted right now? Are you where bees was? Where it's, you know, I really love God because of how much he loves me in spite of what I've done. In spite of the mistakes that I've made. In spite of, you know, the sin that I'm stuck in or the, 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 the challenges and the struggles that I'm still facing. You know, God still loves me in spite of that. There's a lot of sentiment around it, but this story is not talking about sentimental value. Do you see yourself as a legendary treasure? Do you know that God sees you as valuable? And not sentimental value, but objective, intrinsic value. What's stopping you? 
Is it because of of the mistakes that you've made? Is it because of the struggles that you're currently failing or you're, you're currently stuck in and that you're facing at the moment? Is it still failures of the past that you're not letting go? Is it still or could it be hurt from your past that you still haven't been able to heal from? Is it because you still feel that you might just be broken, undervalued, worthless? You know, to be honest with you, I can relate to that because I was there. Actually, I was a slave to that for so many years of my life. It was like I was always, though I loved God and though I knew he loved me, it was always the comparison. The the only way that I could see how awesome God was, was when I could look to myself and see how wretched that I was. And I couldn't move past that. So though I was grateful for salvation, though I was grateful for eternal life, I wasn't able to move from that. Because I believed I was a constant letdown to God and to everyone else around me. And not only wasn't living up to my full potential, I wasn't experiencing the true abundant life that God actually was promising me and wanted me to experience and not seeing myself the way that God actually saw me. But praise the Lord, Christ changed that. You know, there's a passage that's found in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and it says this, Don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Allow your mind to be renewed today. If you're stuck in this idea that you have no value, if you're stuck in this idea that you are just your past mistakes, be reminded that the merchant has found a precious pearl of objective, intrinsic value, and that is you. And God is celebrating the fact that he has found you. And he wants you to understand that he sees you that way. And he wants you to see yourself the same way as well. Be trained. He- And the reason why I'm telling you this and I'm celebrating this is because he transformed me. He transformed my heart and my mind so I could finally see myself the way that he truly sees me. And if you're not too sure and you're like, bees, I'm not too sure. Let's look at the word of God because the word of God, allow the word of God to speak life into your life. Allow it to speak truth into your life. Allow it to speak hope into your life. This is the passage that's found in Colossians chapter 1 verse 22. And I pray that you will hear the words of God telling you how valuable you are and how he sees you. The passage, it says, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you in his sight as holy, righteous, without blemish, without blemish and free from accusation. So some of the things that God has seen you because he's reconciled you back to Christ, because he's paid the ultimate price and has sent Jesus Christ to reconcile himself back to you and back to me. He declares over your life that he sees you as holy, righteous, um, without blemish and above reproach, free from accusation. God has set you free and he sees you as holy, righteous and blameless. That's how God sees you. Appreciate the intrinsic value that God sees you as. That's how Christ sees you. And he sees you. And if we were going to put it in that chart, you're not uncommon. You're not common. You're not uncommon. You are the legendary item. You are the artifact. You are the one that the merchant has been looking for, has been searching for, and he has found. You are 
the legendary item. You have been set free from the false idea that you're worthless you, and that you have no value. You have been set free from that. Why? Because God declares over your life that you are a person of value, objective value. You are not trash seen as treasure through the eyes of God because he loves you. You are a legendary item. You are treasure seen as treasure through the eyes of God because he made you. So what I want you to do, my brothers and sisters, is stop believing the lie and being held captive to the idea that you are worthless. To being held captive to the lie that you have no value. Why? Because Christ has set you free from that. And I want to remind you of how God truly sees you. The merchant knows what he's looking for and he has found it. He has found it in you. You are his prized possession. You are his legendary item that he's been searching for. And he's celebrating because he sees that in you. The question is, do you see that in yourself? Still not convinced. Okay, we're going to go to another passage. And this passage is found in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. And it says, In love, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Not in my sight, not in the way I sometimes look in the mirror and see a mess or see mistakes and stuff. No, no, no. In his sight, God saw us. God chose us, declared us before the world was created. And he said, I declare you as holy, righteous and blameless. You are my prized possession. You are my precious, legendary item. And that's how I see you. How do you see yourself, my brothers and sisters? So to wrap up, God Squad Church for 2023, let's leave the false idea that we are worth, that we have no worth and we have no intrinsic value. Let's park that in 2023. Let's leave it behind. Let's leave it. Um, let's leave looking at ourselves the way that we think the, the world sees us, or you know how the lies that we believed, or the insecurities that we um, we believe, or the the experience that we've had that tarnishes how we see ourselves. Let's leave that all in 2023. Let us launch into 2024 celebrating that we are not trash seen as treasure through the eyes of God because he loves us. But in fact, we are legendary items that we are treasure seen as treasure through the eyes of God because he made us. Let our response to that I pray that the Holy Spirit is working on your heart so you no longer, you put to rest, you can leave in 2023, this idea of I'm not good enough. You are more than enough. You are a prized possession in the eyes of God. Let's put to rest the, the idea that you're, you have no value, that you have no worth, that just because you're in your past you were broken or something impacted you, that you still feel that you're, you were marred. God has fully restored you. He has found you and he calls you the legendary item. He calls you the prized possession. I pray that your response to this is found in Psalms 139 verse four, 14. And it says this, I praise you. Because I know that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I pray that that is on your heart. I pray that the Spirit of God transforms your heart and your mind so you can celebrate that you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That His works, His works, His works are wonderful. 
And I hope you know that full well. The master craftsman has made you a masterpiece. The merchant has found his legendary item and he celebrates because he's found that in you. I pray that as you walk into 2024, you know that you're not trash, but you are a legendary item. Remind you that God doesn't make junk. He never has and he never will. When he created you, he put his seal on you and declared it is not just good, but it is very good. You are a masterpiece created by the master craftsman. Let's live like the masterpiece that we are. Live like the masterpiece that you are. Live like the legendary item that God knows you to be. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time. And once, I, once again, I just want to celebrate the fact that you are the merchant. You are the merchant looking for fine pearls and you have found us. And you've reminded us that it is not sentimental value that we're talking about today. But we're talking about objective value. You have found us and you have put the price tag on us. And you said that we are worth it. That we are enough and we are worthy. So Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that it had nothing to do of our behavior or what we did. It had everything to do of with the way that you made us, the way that you love us, the way that you sent your son to die for us, to remind us that we are valued, that you know us, that you love us, that you made us, and you want to remind us today that we can leave all of the insecurities, the thoughts, um, that the lies in 2023. We can put them to rest and march celebrating in 2024 that we are legendary items, that we can celebrate that we are highly valued, that we are your prized possession. May we celebrate that each and every day in 2024. I ask this all in your loving name. Amen. Stay blessed, my God, my brothers and sisters of God's God Church. Peace out. Much love. Whew, if that doesn't give you some encouragement, you better check your pulse bees. Pastor Bees, thank you, thank you, thank you for such an amazing, amazing message. I don't know about you guys. We were talking about resolutions before uh, before God Squad Church started and a resolution to see yourself as not being trash, that God made you. I loved what Pastor Bees said. I have it written down right here that you are not trash seen as treasure through the eyes of God because he loves you. You are treasure seen as treasure or legendary treasure as he said through the eyes of God because he made you. Absolutely amazing quote right there. And uh, it's so true. It's so true. So many times I talk to people and I've even felt this way myself. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this as well, where I've talked to people who say that they don't have any value, that they were, you know, because of their mess ups, because of this, because of that, because of the people that they hurt, because of their past, because of what people labeled them as throughout their entire lives that they carry that with them they carry that burden with them for a very long time and words really can do that to us and they can make us feel a certain way but to know that we are seen as treasure now we're not just seen as treasure but that we are treasure because like you said god doesn't make junk he never has he never will you are valuable you do have a purpose and so thank you, Pastor Bees, for that reminder. I think all of us need that reminder every once in a while. And hey, maybe you're here today and you know, you're sitting there and you're saying, Listen, I've never I've never heard this before. 
I, I've, I've never felt, I've, I've never heard something like this before, um, where, where I, I, I have purpose or I have value. And, and then you heard a, a little bit about Jesus, the fact that he died on the cross for you, because listen, you are valuable enough. God said you are worth it and sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you. And he rose from the dead three days later, showcasing that sin couldn't take him down, that our sin couldn't take him down, that the grave could not hold him. And he broke through three days later, it was raised from the dead so that one day if we accept him, that we'd be able to live with him in heaven. And hey, maybe you need to make that decision for the first time today. I encourage you to do so. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything specific. You don't have to. You know. Uh, you know. Sometimes, sometimes we lead you through a prayer. I'm not going to do that right now. But I'm saying, hey, if you want to accept Jesus Christ today, right where you're at, all you need to do is confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And maybe you already did that today. And hey, we want to celebrate with you. Uh, and, and and maybe maybe that today was a day where you've just kind of recognized that your life hasn't been on the on the trail that it should be on, and, and for for years now you've been kind of fi kind of finding your way off that trail. You've been into other things, and maybe today's a day where you just need to come back. You need to rededicate your life. Hey, I encourage you to do that as well. Maybe you've already made that decision though, and if you have made either of those decisions, hey, I would encourage you. Uh, if somebody can do me a favor and type exclamation point connect in the chat. What I would ask you to do, if you made that decision for the first time today or rededicated your life, I would ask you to click on that, that link that shows up, fill out that form, and let us know because we want to celebrate with you. And you might have a lot of questions as well. You know, I, to be completely honest, when you make a decision like this, it's the most important revolutionary decision that you can ever make in your entire life. And we want to be able to help you on that journey. It's not the end of something, but it's the beginning of something brand new in your life. We'd love to be able to answer any questions that you might have. Where do I start reading in the Bible? What what is this? What is what is this baptizing thing that you guys talk all uh, that you guys all talk about? How do I pray? What is this twenty one days of prayer and fasting that you guys are going to go through? Why would I? Why would I fast and pray? Like, what does that even mean? We'd love to be able to answer any questions that you have. So please, if you rededicate your life or if you made that decision for the first time today, like I said, fill out that form. We'd love to be able to connect with you and answer any questions that you have and walk with you on this journey. And once again, to celebrate with you as well. So once again, Pastor Bees, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that reminder. Uh, can you guys put some hearts in the chat for Pastor Bees? He's been so faithful in continuing to bring us messages every few months. Um, and he's just absolutely amazing. I know he was in the chat early. I believe he still is right now. So thank you, Pastor Bees. Put some hearts in the chat. Put some, you know, whatever, whatever in the chat to show him some love. <laughs> so I see the hearts coming in. But thank you once again, Pastor Bees. We love you, man. Uh, and at this time right now, uh, we're going to go into a time of offering and giving. And here at God Squad Church, we truly believe uh, in what the Bible says about giving of our time, of our talents, and also of our treasures. And a lot of time when we start talking about the treasures, right, the finances, people get a little bit uncomfortable because it's an uncomfortable topic. But to, I'll be completely honest, Jesus talked a lot about money. He honestly did. It's one of the biggest subjects that he actually talks about. I think he talks about money more than heaven and hell, actually. And uh, very interesting that he puts it at such a high priority. But the thing is, he puts it at such a high priority, not because of money, but because it takes a lot of faith. And also, he calls it a form of worship. We hear in the Bible as well that 
to test God in this, that if we give of our finances, right, if we tithe, that God will also, that he will provide for us, that he will give back. And not only will he give back, but he'll give back abundantly. And I've seen this in my life. I've seen it in my wife's life, both of our lives for many, many years at times where honestly, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense for us from the numbers to say, hey, this is what we're going to give. This is what we're going to give. And a lot of times, like I said, it doesn't make sense, but God continues to come through time and time and time again. And so um, it's definitely a big thing. And so I want to let you guys know of the multiple safe and secure ways you can give to God Squad Church. If somebody wants to type give in the chat, you can do that and you can see all the different ways there. You can also go scroll into the panels below chat. Uh, on Twitch, you can click on the give link, I believe on kick as well. And you can click on give and that will send allow you to be able to use PayPal. You can also go to our website at godsquadchurch.com slash give uh, that will allow you to be able to do uh, recurring monthly recurring weekly or even a one time donation if that's what you'd like to do. And finally, if you're a US resident, you can text any amount to number 84321. The first time that you do it, it's going to give you a couple of instructions. But once again, all you need to do after you kind of do that first setup for a minute, 30 seconds is to text any amount to number 84321. And like I said, I truly believe um, that it's a form of our faith as well. Everything that we do here at God Squad Church, the messages that we have on Saturday, the whole service that we do on Saturday, uh, our XP groups, our learning leadership, all the things that we do with the volunteers and stuff like that, the things that we do, the events that we do with the community, SquadCon, things of that nature. All that is because of your faithfulness and generosity. And so we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And just real quick, I just want to go into, um, into prayer uh, over the offering. Let's pray. God, I thank you. I thank you for what you have given us, Lord. I know that at times it's a struggle. I know that at times it seems like we don't have enough. But God, let us continue to have faith that if we are being obedient, that you're going to continue to provide. We thank you, God, so much for once again that what we have, and I pray a special blessing over each and every person that has been faithfully and generously giving to God Squad Church. Father, I pray that you would uh, continually be, uh, once again, blessing them, and I pray that every dollar that's given, God, that you would be able to increase it so that more and more people can come to know the name of your son, Jesus Christ. That's the reason why we are here, to make the name of Jesus famous. So God, we thank you for what you've given us, and we thank you for what you're going to continue to do as people continue to uh, be faithful and to be generous, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray.